Thank you for listening. You're listening to Medicine Remix. What it do, Remix crew? It's your boy, Reesh. It's your podcast, Medicine Remix. And welcome to another episode of Thoughts by Prescription. Another one. Which is basically me and Debunked ranting and riffing on random topics and telling random stories from our daily lives as doctors just trying to figure shit out. Uh Which includes figuring ourselves out. It'll be entertaining and educational, hopefully. I guess you'll tell us if it's one of those, both of those, or none of those. Send us a voice message on Anchor. Tweet at Medicine Remixed on Twitter or DM us on Instagram. Let us know what you think. In this episode of Thoughts by Prescription, Dee and I talk about some of the all-time stupid consults we've gotten or heard about in the hospital. We talk about the tribalism of medical specialties, the culture of defensive medicine that suffocates doctors from being more well-rounded physicians. We talk about when keeping it real goes right for medical students choosing a medical specialty. And so much more. We love you, Medicine Remixed fam. And if you love us, please give us a five-star rating and write us a review. Put us on. And if you put us on, we'll return the favor and put you on by shouting you out on the podcast like we're about to shout out our homie Afrobeats, who wrote us an amazing review recently that said, quote, I trust doctors again. I love the podcast. It really lets me know that there are true professionals in the medical field. I love that you mix your humanity with the profession. You guys make me think that there is hope for our health system after all. That's from the homie Christian from Afrobeats. That review means the absolute world to us, my dude. You have no idea. We appreciate you. We love you. So without further ado-do, here's that new-new on the one and only Medicine Remix. So how's the call been so far? Not bad. It was, uh, this weekend wasn't terribly bad, which I'm hesitant because it's not over. Yeah. <laughs> but but the, um, the actual rounding and shit for the weekend is is done. So now it's just phone call for until Thursday. What does that mean? For, so you're on like phone call call? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just have to answer questions right, right. over the phone? Yeah. You don't actually have to go in? Mm-mm. Nope. And it's only after, so like whoever's working in the hospital in the day at four o'clock when they're off, then I'm on uh, just phone consult. So they just call me with questions about patients that I've never seen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there's somebody always on hospital call and there's somebody right. always on phone right. call. Right. Got it. Right. And Interesting. I, yeah. I think the idea is, except on weekends, I have to round. So I have to go in, which... It's good because you get to see the people, and so when you get called later in the week, you kind of have an idea because you saw them for two days. Got it. And then the junior residents actually are the ones that go in to see the patients, write the notes, and then they just check out to us. Got it. So it's not as bad as being a resident. It's right. It's somewhat better, but right, right. sure has its own yeah. headaches. Well, I mean, you know the... You know the phone calls. Yeah. You know, it's like, God damn it, really? Like, this is, how long have you worked there? Like, are you are you calling me for this? Yeah. And then the other side of it is like the formality side where you get like the good nurses that they know what to do, but it's protocol that they have to call and tell you. Yeah. So they'll call and they'll be like, all right, sorry to bug you. Right. This is what I did. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's so yeah, it's so funny cuz I feel like every specialty has their version of like the dumb consult or the dumb call. Right. You know, like right. so Rama, you know, is genetics now. I mean, she's right. taking like genetics call and stuff and she got a call the other day for like a 60 something year old guy who had a heart attack and mm-hmm. um she gets a consult saying this patient's mother also had a heart attack when when, <laughs> when she was around his age do you think uh, this could be genetic <laughs> and she's like are you 
fucking kidding me <laughs> right now? Like, uh, is are you guys like handling the heart attack? Yeah. Like, th- that's the last thing you should be thinking yeah. about right now. <laughs> like, is this is this a joke? Is this is this a prank uh, call? Oh my god! No, man, they suffer from the same genetic con- condition called aging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the scariest one that I got as a resident, I remember speaking of like heart attacks. I got uh, consulted for a left shoulder pain and like I go down there and I'm like mm-hmm. evaluating this guy and I'm just like, dude, I don't think this is this guy's shoulder. I think I think he's having a heart attack, <laughs> yo. I was like, if you guys like worked him up for uh chest pain, like this is this is crazy. And this is the, the orthopedic guy telling you this. Like this is yeah. You you should be ashamed yeah. of yourselves right now. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, that's the worst, man. Like, especially when it's stuff like that. Like, that's literally the test question, right? Like, the guy with shoulder pain, you know, yeah, comes in and everybody misses it, and yeah. that's like the classic, you know, fucking board question, you know? Yeah. And you're just like looking around, like, is this? Are you guys fucking around with me? Like. Am, am I catching this? Like, are, are really? You guys gonna leave this up to me? Like, that literally happens. The strife is is generally mm-hmm. between neurology and psychiatry, like in the hospital. I don't know. It's like I tell you know med students all the time that you know part of choosing your your the specialty you go into, you know it. You know part of it is, and you know this. It it you don't really choose it. It chooses you, and that sounds kind of corny, but it's for all sorts of different factors, right? It's like board scores and um, you know, evaluations and letters of rec, like you don't really pick a lot of times it's like circumstantial. And, um, but I said, you know, at the end of the day, and it it sounds just cheesy, but you know, if you're not, if you don't like it, you're fucked because you don't have to sit around long in the hospital to just, nobody's impressed that you're a doctor in the hospital, right? Cause everybody's a fucking doctor. So nobody's like, oh, wow, you're a doctor? That's amazing. No one gives a shit. And most of the time, they just spend time shitting on your specialty, mm-hmm. right? Like, that, that, that's kind of, you know, oh, it's fucking GI here? Or are they going to fucking scope or not scope? What the fuck takes so long? You know, like, it's, it's, it's everybody's got their little phrase for every specialty. But the irony is they, they consult them because they don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, so there's this real sort of like, um, I don't know, it's not a hostility, but this, this sort of infighting. But I don't think it has anything to do with the specialty. I think it has everything to do with, like, people being, like, not happy with their job. Yeah. You know, because either it's the constraints of your job or, you know, as you know, the further you get into a specialty, the less you know about the rest of medicine. That's right. Speaking of that, that <laughs> that, that reminds me of probably, like, the all-time consult that I, that I remember from, from residency. It was, um, it was a consult from the NICU. Uh, the neonatal ICU and the only thing that I could think of that happened here because like I still am just like baffled on how this <laughs> exact thing happened I don't know if I told you the story but no. basically it was um, a consult for an amputated toe in the um, in the NICU so what I think happened was hmm. that there was like a like an ID bracelet of the patient was like a- around mm-hmm. the baby's like ankle and I think what mm. might have happened, because I don't even understand how this could happen, but I think yeah. the nurse was basically trying to cut the the name tag off and then with the name tag, like, cut uh. the pinky toe off. And so then they they consult us, oh, right? Yeah. And then so, so we go over there and, like, you know, the nurse is in there, the neonatal ICU residents in there, the attending, everyone's in there. And, you know, we're evaluating the kid and then I shit you not, the the resident just like, you know, like interjects and is like, it's going to grow back, right? So, <laughs> and, oh. like, and, then, and then I I look at him, I'm just like, dude, it's not a fucking starfish. No, it's not going to grow back. Like, so, so when you're saying oh, like, man. you know, you get so far into your specialty, yeah. you just like forget how like... Just right. basic functions of the human body work. It's like, no, uh, no, it's not going to grow back, man. Uh, Where did you man. go to medical school? <laughs> you even, do you even work here? Like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. But I'm sure I've said something that stupid. I don't know about that stupid, but. Like, no. 
I, you know, oh, and man. depending on the time of night, you know, I, I'd venture to say that I, I probably would have contemplated that as a legit question. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that 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 little pinky went to the lawyer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's you know, and but it's just weird because, you know, there's this. Um, I don't know if you feel this way, but every once in a while, I get this stupid thought in my head to like review like how to read an EKG or something, mm, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's, it, I mean, I look, I see them all the time because, you know, we give medications that, you know, prolong certain phases of, of the heart. QT, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so I, I know what to look for, for what it is I'm looking for, but you know, other times I'll get a printout and I'll just be like, ah, oh, something looks weird about this, but, I, <laughs> but I don't go past my pay grade and I'm just like, all right, well, what I'm looking for is fine, but we should probably have somebody else look at this. Yeah. And, you know, so I'll get the idea, you know, uh, you know, I would like to be able to not have to send this out, you know, right. just to confidently look at it. But there's no fucking time for that. Yeah. And it's not even that, too, man. I just feel like even if you did know, like, I just feel like the culture of medicine now is such that it's like, everybody's so afraid of being sued and it's like what if god forbid something did happen you did you know do this ekg and you decided to read it yourself and you know manage it yourself and something were to wind up happening and then the paper trail gets traced back to you and it's just like why the fuck is a psychiatrist you know managing this so like other than for just like pure curiosity and you know maybe in in the event of like you know some kind of emergency where nobody else is around but, right. like, the reality is, like, yeah, that that's why I feel like, you know, unfortunately, a lot of training, you know, uh, potential gets lost, too. And it, why we get, like, so super specialized and ask, like, questions like that fucking guy did in, like, right. the, the ICU, right. you know? It's just, like, because it's not encouraged for you to, you know, step outside of your lane. Um, right. And, but... I agree, man. I, I totally agree that I I do get that feeling sometimes, too, when I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, I uh, I feel like I don't know a lot of medicine anymore because, right, right. you know, you're just so super specialized and in your in your field. But yeah. Yeah. I, I think what 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 I'm learning is that we almost become better at procedure and worse at knowledge base, like as mm-hmm. your training goes on, you know? Yeah. And it's and it's kind of weird because I'm sure you remember people saying this like, oh, after step two, that's the smartest you're ever going to be. Yeah. And I remember being like, oh, you're a shitty doctor. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, just thinking like, oh, well. And I think that was probably like the insecurity on my, on my part being like, fuck, I hope not. Like, <laughs> I hope this isn't as smart as I'm going to get because we're all fucked if that's the case. Yeah. No, I guess, yeah. you know, yeah, probably what they mean is just like the... The, the standardized test smart, you know, as far as, you know, just, just knowledge, just broad medical. Yeah. Like, I think the scope of knowledge. It, you yeah. Know? Yeah. The, the, the breath is way, way more, but you, the irony is you don't know shit. Yeah. Definitely not anything, you know, like you know, very practical, you know, unless you're, yeah, you're useless in the hospital. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, it's like, what are you good at? Oh, I fucking, I take, I take tests real awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, like you don't know shit, but you kind of get that sense, especially, you know, deep in training where, you know, I'm working with, with residents or interns and, you know, when you get that good intern, mm-hmm. you know, that one that actually like, it, it's, the irony is it isn't even that they know a lot of shit, is that they're willing to learn. Yeah. You know, and those are the ones that are like, all right, you're going to be all right. And I, I remember there was, I had this one medical student actually. Oh, what was his name? I think his name was Derek or anyway. Um, he was kind of a dick. He was like, he was real cocky. Um, good test taker. That's so funny. Kinda. That's so funny because like if his name actually was Derek, like the Derek that I'm thinking of, like yeah. was exactly that way. Like the Derek <laughs> that popped into my mind when you said Derek, I'm just like, that guy yeah. was like such an arrogant motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this was this was in the same lineage of Derek's, yeah. and you know he was, and don't get me wrong, he was, you know, smart for his class. Like he was, you know, he got all the top marks and all that shit. But he was he was just arrogant, and 
I don't know if part of it was just he was just he was bad at being a human too. Mm-hmm. You know, he just was he just didn't do very well interacting with people. He was just real abrasive and um, but a real hard worker. Like evolved over like the month that he worked with me. Like yeah, and and I think part of that was because I'd call him out on his shit. Yeah, you know, you know, I'd be like, uh, you know, he'd you know write a note or something, and um, I'd say, hey, what what you told me, what you reported to me what you wrote in the note was different so go back and fix it and i would just tell him just like that you know not not to be like mean to him but just to let him know know that i'm actually listening to what he's saying and uh so i pulled him aside one day because he did something or he didn't do something and um i called him out on it and i was just like hey man i actually rely on you for shit this is when i was a resident and i was like i don't know if i'm supposed to but i do and when i ask you to do shit i double check it and I don't like to, but it's just kind of what I have to do. But it buys me time if you do it right. And if you do it poorly, it wastes my time. It actually costs me time. Right. And, you know, I was like, what what you do really fucking matters. And I don't know if it's been like that on any service or anything like that for you yet. But I'm letting you know that right now here with me, I actually give a shit what you do. And it actually makes a difference if you do it well. So he didn't. He was. He always had an arrogant face, so I don't know if he was mad or receptive. He just looked like whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so a month goes by, and this kid just really starts fucking carrying his weight. And I don't know if you're, supp- I don't know if you're supposed to, but, the, the, man, the times I was on call, I would make the med student take call with me. So if – and I wouldn't make him stay the whole night. I'd make him stay till midnight. Right. So if I was on overnight – They'd have to be there for until midnight. Um, and I did that because, you know, so much of being a med student, you're kind of shielded from a lot of shit. Yeah. You know, and and I guess rightfully so. I mean, you know, part of it is, you know, it's going to be hard to recruit somebody into your field if, if you show them all the shitty stuff only. But the other half of it is it's important to know, like, why residents are in the hall at three in the morning by themselves crying. Yeah. Like that's important too, mm-hmm. you know? And, and part of that is just kind of the overwhelming aspect of just kind of learning how to do shit and being new and all that stuff. But um, when I was talking to this kid, I was just like, look, man, I don't know what you're going to go into. And I frankly don't give a shit. I really don't. But I think it's important that you immerse yourself in all things medicine when you're doing it and I, I didn't have that approach when i was a med student that's yeah. for sure um but i also remember specifically um on medicine listening to residents bitch about discharge summaries mm-hmm. and this was as a third year and honestly i i didn't have a clear idea of what a discharge summary was like i, I just i knew it was a thing and i knew they did them and that was about all i knew and they asked me like, hey, do you want to help out with the discharge summaries? And I said, no. <laughs> like, I, That's and, amazing. <laughs> I, and, and because it felt like a real question and like, I didn't want to, but I think they phrased it wrong. You know, like, I think they went about it poorly. Honestly, they shouldn't, first off, they shouldn't have given me an option. Uh, and I, thankfully they did. And I'm sure I fucking went home and took a nap, but uh, you know, I think it's sort of like, um, have you heard about uh, like organ donations uh, based on countries, like organ donation rates, for, like at the DMV? Mm, no. And like like G- Germany has like a, a 10% rate of people who donate organs. And like neighboring countries have like a 90% rate that donate. And the question was... Oh, for a long time, they thought like, oh, uh, rates of organ donation have a lot to do with like cultural stuff and maybe religion and based on regions, which I thought, yeah, that, that would make sense. And then they found out that, no, it wasn't that at all. It was, in fact, how the question was worded on the form. Mm. And in the countries that had high donation rates, the box said, Check here if you do not wish to donate your organs. And those people wouldn't even check the box mm-hmm. because the, the idea was that what they believe now is that 
people don't like to have to make choices. Yeah. And if you make the choice for them, they're more likely to go with it than they are to go against it. Interesting. So on that form, they were saying, check here if you do not want to donate your organs. Well, what that essentially says is we've already decided to donate your organs. Yeah. Check here if you don't want that to happen. And people just wouldn't. And that always stuck with me because in the same vein, they should have said to me, hey, I would like for you to come sit with me and check out how we do discharge summaries. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't have said no to that. Right. I would have said, Oh, okay. And I, and I'm, it's hard to sort of dress this in like a non coercive way, but sometimes I think it's important to take advantage of those small opportunities to, you know, let somebody know that, Hey, this is important. You know, do you wish to participate? It's probably not the best question. What I, what I find really amazing after the whole, you know, what you just mentioned about, you know, Germany and the surrounding countries and how they worded the question is that you in that ecosystem, like, saw that you actually did have a choice. Because I feel like me, given that same question in that setting and context, I would be like, I guess I don't have a fucking choice. Like, because even <laughs> growing up, my dad, the way that he would phrase questions was just like, you know, do you want to take the garbage out or like, right. do you want to help me do this? And it's like, right. your actual answer is no, but like, right. you know, the, it's like, you know, it, just the way that he phrased it though, even though technically my, my answer, you know, I wanted it to be no, I'd just be like, right. I don't really have a choice. He's telling me to do this. That's just how he says it. That's right. also kind of how I felt like in medical school when, you know, questions like that came up and she's like, fuck, like, well, you know, I can't say no. So, so props <laughs> to you for being like, well, they did give me a choice technically. <laughs> this shouldn't right. have any bearing on my grade. Cause right. they... <laughs> well, well, that's kind of, that's kind of the fear, right? Is that everything we do um, is going to affect our grade. Yeah. Um, which is why I'm still like just fascinated with like your mindset (laughs) (laughs) well well, part of that was because i think i think you know part of that was the fact that in my mind that wasn't what i was here for Mm -hmm. like like that the scott work right well not even that like because i did a lot of like you know like even in the or i did a bunch of like fucking debridements and shit that I realize now that they let me do it because nobody else wanted to do nobody it. Nobody wants to do that, yeah. Right. So, but for me, I was like, "Fuck yeah, this is great," you know. Right. Yeah. And so funny. You know, so those sorts of things are, you know, obviously, you know, the the leftover shit that nobody wants to do. But I was happy to do that because that felt related to medicine. Mm-hmm. And a discharge summary was the furthest thing related to medicine in my mind. But the irony is, is that on the flip side now, as you know, we are where we are, that becomes such a huge part of our day. Yeah. And I think it's kind of fucked up. I think it's a bait and switch, Mm -hmm. you know, because once you start doing it, you're like, oh, fuck, man. I didn't know this was part of the gig. Yeah. You know, and but it's, you know, I get it. Uh, like, how do you squeeze that in, you know, into training? Or how do you do it in a way that uh, that actually feels useful? And, and um, to kind of bring it around, um, one of the med students today that I had working with me, um, we somehow started talking about, about billing. And he was like, hey, can I get your number? And I said, uh, yeah, for what? And he said, if you don't mind... I'd like to continue this conversation about billing. And part of me was like, ah, fuck what I get myself into. But the other part was like, wow, that's interesting. Like, I wonder what his motivation is, you know, because he seemed like a future administrator. Well, no, he, that's just it. He seemed like a guy who actually liked doing what he was doing. Like he, yeah, you know, and so I, I just kind of let it go. We, we finished seeing our patients and, um, so I'm talking to him a little bit, and then he tells me, um, he says it again. He says, no, really, I'm, I'm going to call you. Um, hopefully we can meet up. I, I want to continue this conversation. Um, 
my dad is like a radiologist or something. And he tells me all the time that doctors coming out of training really fuck themselves when they go work somewhere. And he thinks it's because they don't understand billing. And I was like, man, this, this guy's, he's playing it right. You know, he's, he's got an understanding and, and, and for whatever reason, his dad said that to him and it, and it stuck with him. And then he's talking to this fellow who's, you know, fucking talking billing with him. Probably the first time it happened, but my thought was it's probably because most fellows don't understand billing themselves. So this conversation probably wouldn't, yeah. you know, wouldn't have ever happened. Yeah, but no, I I think that's super important though yeah. that you know you're first of all like making your students like take call with you for one thing because I yeah. I think one of the one of the reasons like for potentially like you know burning out and you know any of this stuff is like not knowing what you're getting into and. Mm-hmm having that like foresight to be like because i remember there's there's this kid uh who was doing um a sub internship in in orthopedics he was a fourth year medical student really thought he wanted to go into ortho and um and so you know we make them not take call like how we take call but like you know they have like you know they take like one call like during the week and then they do like you know one weekend call a month or something like that but like the full like you're shadowing the you know person on call the junior resident or whatever it is on call and you know our calls are fucking brutal they're you know 24 36 hours and um you know this kid had all the grades like you know you know totally could have gotten into an ortho program but after that one rotation man i think he, he wound up like even canceling the rest of his like ortho rotations and he was just like fuck <laughs> this shit man i think he wound up going into radiology like the exact opposite of orthopedics yeah. you know he's just right. like nah <laughs> i'm gonna get up i'm gonna get up at 9 yeah. a.m and <laughs> yeah so, yeah but that's important man because imagine yeah it's super important not ever seeing that side of it and then having that shit just kind of dumped on you yeah, and it's just like, wait, what? Uh, what did I yeah. just sign up for? And then you're yeah. fucked. And that's your forever. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think that's important that uh, that you're doing that, and I'm surprised it's not you know kind of required because I think that's that's really important insight for somebody to have to choose what they're gonna do for the the next you know even though it may not necessarily be like that after you're done training, but that's what the next three to five to seven years of your life is gonna be like. So are you ready for right, this? Right. Yeah, yeah. That that's exactly it. Are you ready? Is this is this what you want? And you know, even that's a loaded question, right? Cuz it's you, you still don't get the full force of it. No, you, know? you never but, will. But, but, but at least a right, taste, a simulation. Won't. Yeah. Or at least be in close proximity to the misery. Mm-hmm. You know, like at least be around the disgruntled resident or fellow. Yeah. You know, and see it for what it is. Yeah. And I think that that's, I think that's important, and you know it's not pretty, man, but it's it's what it is, you know. And I think kind of being in that, you know, in that back computer room, dictating at three in the morning, in the back of the ER, is important. You know, it's important to have that experience to know, like, oh, okay, like, damn, this is a thing, okay. You know, uh, do I want this? And I, th- you know, I think for most things that suck when you're a med student that you're privy to, in the back of your mind, there's that voice like, "Well, this isn't forever." Like, I, I don't. This sucks for them, you know. And I think as much as you can get that feeling to switch over as this sucks for us, then I think then you get it then you understand like okay this this the only difference here is fast forward a year and that's me sitting there being miserable um but yeah i don't know it's a it's interesting it's interesting i think part of it is i often find myself kind of like having a like a deja vu of like sitting in you know, in, in, in the emergency room with with an attending or, and actually really with residents, which is crazy because residents as med students seem like so far away. Like, oh, fuck, they, they're doctors. They know what they're doing. And then, 
you know, I'll sit down and I'll think, and I'll be like, that guy was probably like a second year resident, you know, and, uh, you know, I must have been like a complete fucking dead weight, you know, because I just remember like how little I knew. Um, but I, you know, there was a, there was a couple of times. That, I don't know if you if you had this experience, but oh man, I forget her name. She was the internal medicine person uh, in med school for like us. The clerkship director. Or whatever. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But she was. Uh, many people regarded her as being very mean, and um, I was, I got stuck working with her like for one week. So it wasn't like I was just working with an attending. I was working with the fucking clerkship director. Yeah. Which is like, that's, that's not good if the, you know, if, if that's not something you want to do. And, uh, um, and I figured out that a guy was septic and I figured it out with the fact that he was losing a lot of fluid and I don't remember how I did it. I just remember like I asked something about the guy's urine output or something. I came to it in like a, a true like Dr. House moment where like I fucking I was like I was dialed in like, you know, I was I was in a fucking zone and I said something. And I remember after I said it, I like shocked myself <laughs> Yeah, where I was like, oh, shit, I think I'm on. <laughs> I think I'm on to something here. And and the, the clerkship director, she looks at me and then she like grabs the chart and she barks some order out. We left the unit, and then, like, 20 minutes later, she came back, and I think they were planning to discharge this guy, and uh, she says to the resident, he's not leaving. And the resident was like, why not? And she's like, he's septic. And she turned to me, and she goes, you just saved that man's life. And then she, And then she walked off. And I, I remember thinking, like, no confetti's going to fall from the ceiling? Yeah. Like I, I, I seriously had a stupid thought like that. Like, where's like is the parade after? Like like what nothing? Like a bonus check? Like what do I get? Like <laughs> it yeah. was it was so stupid of me, but I really I it literally hit me in that moment, like, oh, like this is it. Like that's it. Like she didn't even because the truth is if she hadn't told me that, if I had done that on my own. It would have been it would have been even less accolade. Yeah. Exactly. No one gives a fuck. No one cares. Yep. You know, and it was just a really strange moment for me because I really didn't know. First off, I never thought that I, I, I didn't expect that of myself. Like I didn't think oh I walk around and save people's lives. I'm a fucking med student, right? Um, but when it happened, it, it just happened so quick. And it was very, it was fruitless in, in the sense that like nothing changed. I was still a moron, but I, I saved somebody's life, I guess, right? Because mind you, the guy wasn't dying when I looked at him. Yeah. He looked fine. He looked fine. So it wasn't like, oh, you know, he was fucking dead and I brought him back to life. I caught something before it fucking fell apart is what happened. And, right. and then that was it. I never thought of it again. No big deal. And she was still shitty with me. She was still mean, like yep. nothing, nothing changed. And then fast forward like a couple of months, we're in the emergency room. And do you remember the emergency room uh, in the hospital there? It was, yeah, oh yeah. they had those curtains, remember? They, they split uh-huh. the rooms in half. Yep. Like they were actually whole rooms and they just put a curtain in right. the middle. And it was right. that little cramped space. So when you walked in, you could like feel the person on the other side. If there was like a mm-hmm. nurse on the other side of the curtain, you're like Mystery bumping patient. into them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so. Um, the resident says to me, oh, yeah, well, they just got somebody in. Go, go look at them and then tell me what you want to do. And I said, all right. And I go over there. The dude's having a heart attack. Like, it's pretty clear to me. Like, but I'm doing the med student thing. Like, what brought you in? You know, like, how many cats do you have? Like, I just fucking asking everything, right? And, I, and, and I'm going to go down my list. And it, something just tells me, like, this ain't right. This guy, something's wrong. And the guy doesn't know he's having a heart attack. And so I go back and I tell the resident, and I sit down like an asshole. I just sit down, and he's like, "So what's up?" And I said, uh, "Hey, I think you should go see that guy right now." And he's like, "Oh yeah, why?" And he's like sitting there eating like a granola bar or something. <laughs> and I was like, "I think he's having a heart attack." And he's like, "Why do you think that?" And I was like, "I really think you should go see him right now." 
And he's like, all right. And he just kind of gets up and waddles over there. And then, boom, I'm hearing fucking people yelling shit out and calling shit. And um, the dude was having a heart attack. Yeah. And so he comes back and he's like, dude, you totally fucking caught that dude having a heart attack, man. And he like fist bumps me or something. And I, I like, I, I just remember like thinking like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> th- this whole, this whole thing sucks. Like just it's gotta be a better way. Yeah. Like it just, it didn't, if dude, I don't if know you, if you weren't there, he'd be still eating his granola bar. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I would have died. I would have died. <laughs> and, but you know, it's just so funny because the guy comes in, you know, they work him up at the front desk, whatever. And they just put him in a fucking bay and he's just there. And, like, just the mechanics of it was just so clunky, so non, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it Glamorous isn't the word because I never expected it to be glamorous, but it just was, like, non-sophisticated, if, for lack of a better way to say it. It was just a human process. And, you know, you combine all of that with the fact that very early in medical school, um, you know, when we were doing like our problem-based learning, when we do them in teams and shit. Um, and then you have the one proctor, right? The, the, the leader, sometimes it was an attending, sometimes it was a resident and they're leading the med students. And, you know, they give you that first page and it's just a short case. You know, somebody comes into your clinic uh, complaining of these things. What do you want to do? And they drag those fucking cases on. Remember they used to drag them on for like three days. Yeah. You get a part and then you'd have to go home and research it and come back and present it. And we got lab work back one day, you know, fictitious lab work where he says, okay, this is the patient's lab work. And I'm looking at it and I, I hadn't studied the normals. I didn't know what the fuck the normal values were. And I'm looking at him and the leader goes, so anything about the lab work? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, well, what's the, you know, what's a normal potassium level? And I'm like, I don't know. And he goes, well, why don't you know? I was like, I don't, I mean, does that matter? I'll look it up. And he's like, well, you should know it. And I I remember, this is a genuine thought. And mind you, this is like first year, second year. I'm like, why would I memorize that? That was my thought. It's like, I'll look it up. And normally, don't they tell you if it's normal or abnormal? It'll just show up red (laughs) (laughs) in real life if it's bad. Right, right. And he he looked at me like, you piece of shit. Like, like, and I, I, that it was a serious thought. Like he, the same way he was looking at me, like, are you serious? I was looking at him like, are you fucking serious? You want me to memorize that? And Dude, you were, you were destined to decline doing that. That right. start something. <laughs> <laughs> it's all started. All the dots are connecting you. Well, no, here's, here was, here was the funny part of it all was I was disappointed because from that point on, I started to just realize like, oh, okay, well, I guess to be a good doctor, you just got to memorize this table, you know, like in Cecil's or Bates. Like you just have to, and you, that's what you have to do. Like you just, there's some fucking normals you have to remember. And then uh, you go look for some abnormals. And I just remember like in a very clunky way, just being like, oh, okay, this is how this works. Like, And I don't know what I thought, but for some reason... That didn't seem like the important part of medicine. And I mean, you're not entirely wrong, though. I mean, you know, we we joke around, but yeah, I mean, somebody will like with how we're interfacing with technology and stuff. Like, right. yeah, it's it's probably good to know what the normals are, but right, right, now, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is going to show up red, like right. <laughs> if, if it's if right. it's abnormal, you know. And then right. they always have the range in there. It's like it's the same argument for. You know, what is what is the value now of our education system? Basically testing you on memorizing a bunch of shit that other people figured out when we have the technology to look this shit up in an instant, like on our phones. And that's how real life works. So what are we actually testing you on here? Like, you know, like a completely outdated, useless, antiquated form of competence and knowledge yeah yeah no it was just a weird uh, and you're right there's the pros and the cons to that you know obviously if somebody's reading them reading values to me over a phone or something right i should have an idea of what the range is of something right but it was just 
it was just funny to me, like kind of reflecting on it because everything, it, it's almost like, what the fuck did I expect medicine was? Because I didn't want to do discharge summaries. I didn't know what the normal range values for the lab work was. And I was not impressed when I saved people's lives. <laughs> you know, it's kind, it's kind of like, what the fuck was this guy? <laughs> what was he expecting? <laughs> what was he expecting? And that's the problem. I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know. I just never felt like anybody took the time to make me feel like I was seeing real medicine. It was just kind of, I was always skirting on the outside and there was a lot of stuff that I didn't see that obviously you see later. Um, and I just don't feel like, I don't know. I, I, I try to give the med students and the residents I work with like a different experience, you know, and I, I don't, who knows, maybe it doesn't help, but um, I certainly don't feel like it was explored very well in the time that we were quote unquote, yeah. you know, no, that's training. the luck of the draw too, as far as like the types of people that you work yeah, with, sure. who your residents are, who the attendings are, if they actually give a shit about you learning, they actually acknowledge right. your existence, like they engage with you and you know, all of right. those things matter. Cause yeah, the reality is a lot of times, yeah, because of the nature of how much their life sucks at that moment in time, like they're overworked, they're sleep deprived, like, you know, all of these things they haven't eaten, they haven't gone to the bathroom, they're stressed the fuck out. And a lot of times the last thing they're thinking about is educating the med student. And that has to be like a conscious thing for somebody like right. you in your position right now to like ha actually have that conscious thought to be like, I want this to be different than the experience that I had. And it could completely go the other way. Like, you know, that right. cycle of abuse that we always talk about, about like, no one gave a shit about me. Why the fuck should I give a shit about, you know, these guys? And then that just perpetuates. So, it yeah. Really, yeah, there is no standardized way to train a doctor because like at the end of it, you're learning from other humans, you know, so it, and that and humans are not standardized. Right. Dude, it, it's so fun. It's so funny you say that because, so I'm, I'm obviously job hunting and I got offered a job to be a uh, residency program director. It's a big job. Which is, yeah, but it's also kind of ridiculous that you'd offer yeah. me a job to be a, like coming, <laughs> coming out of, tra like, yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy. That's like that's like graduating from high school and then be like you want to you want to be the principal <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah actually you want to be the and it's like uh, I don't know if that's a good idea guys like and it's it's flattering but it's also like super worrisome that you would offer me that job you know and obviously it's there's a little bit more of a gap there for me you know having done or completing fellowship and shit yeah. like that but nonetheless. And and let's not pretend I was fishing for that job. So like you know that's it's what I envision myself doing at some point anyway. And but here was the crazy part. So and I I don't know if I had told you this, but when I was talking, and you know they're they're walking me around the hospital and showing you know doing the little show pony stuff. You know this is this and this is this department and this building is being remodeled for this and your office. You know imagine it here and that sort of shit. And um, it was a hospital that only had one residency program. It has a, a internal medicine, but they're expanding. And the next one they wanted to add was psychiatry and neurology. And, you know, just uh, they had a couple in the works. And just I'm kind of walking around, just soaking it all in. And I said, can I, can I meet the, the gal who's running the medicine program? Because she had only been doing it for a year. Mm -hmm. The program had only been in existence for a year. And um, I'm, I'm sort of like trying to think of like what questions I should ask. So just kind of not randomly, but I tried to work it in. I just asked, you know, what do you see being the biggest hurdle for me if I take this job? And you know, she thought about it. And it was one of those pauses where like it really looked like she was thinking about it. So I was anticipating her answer because it wasn't like a, 
a fake pause, lean back, and then draw from the well of answers that you had prepared. Right. She's kind of looking and she's like tapping on the desk. And she goes, changing the culture of this hospital to understand that it is now a teaching hospital. And that shit was the reason I didn't take the job. Wow. <laughs> like, because... An uphill battle, yeah. Here's... Well, 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 yeah, because I started thinking like, holy shit, you, you've been working there for 10 years and all of a sudden you have the responsibility of not only working in your department, but having to train these fucking people. Like your days have morphed now into something that looked nothing like what the job looked like originally. You yeah. didn't sign up for this. Yeah, and probably a lot of people are pissed about that. You know, oh, oh, with that. furious. Because they, yeah, furious. If they wanted to be in an environment like that, they would have been in an environment like that. So then, right. you know, like having that culture change, that's, that's tough. That's going to be that, a really tough thing. That's going to be brutal. That's going to be brutal. Because I can only imagine if I signed up for a job and I've been doing it for 10 years and now all of a sudden part of my job description is having to fucking train these dudes. And the part about that is, you know, on top of just the training part, there's lectures and shit and didactics. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and and now I got to go ask Rish, hey, Rish, uh, do you mind giving this this ortho lecture next week? Fuck you. And you're like, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. When is that supposed to happen? And it's not just, hey, give a lecture. Mm -hmm. You got to prepare a lecture. And then you... Okay, so you prepare a lecture. When is the lecture? It's at one o'clock. Well, I have clinic normally at one o'clock. And also, what's going to happen to my patient caseload in that time that I'm not seeing patients if I'm a guy who uh, relies on uh, the bonus incentive structure uh, for how many patients I see? So now, not only do I give up an hour of my clinic, an hour is never an hour. You know that. There's 10 minutes to get there, 10 minutes to leave, get set up kind of breaks up your day and on top of it you're not getting paid for that all of a sudden why would anybody take that yeah you know and you hear it all the time i remember hearing it you know like people would come lecture us in med school and they'd say it like we don't get paid for this we do this because we like yeah. it and i i remember always thinking like fuck <laughs> you fuck you no you don't shut up they give you something you're saying that they don't pay you because they only pay you like 5000 That's what I was thinking, you know? And, and in your mind, that's shit. And to me, that's a ton of money. So fuck off. And I, I just, I never, I don't know. I, it's not that I didn't believe it. I didn't care to believe it. And so when she said that, I thought, whoa, fuck this job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, which is kind of sad. But, dude, do you realize what a nightmare that would have been? Yeah. You know, like, God bless the person who takes it, but right out of training. And so what I did was I, I talked to one of the chairs of our department, and I, I kind of ran the scenario by him. And he was like, I wouldn't take it if I were you. And I said, well, why not? He goes, well, I'll be honest with you. He said, you would do that job, and you would do it really, really well. But just know that it would be at the peril of your clinical skills. And I said, well, you know, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, what's the split, academic and clinic time? I said, 50-50. And he goes, yeah, right. Yeah, right. He said, you're not going to have enough time to do all that because what will happen is for the first couple of years, no one's going to give those lectures. Yeah, it looks great on paper for the ACGME. Like, oh, yeah, we, you know, these are the lectures we give. Who's going to give those lectures? He says, you really think you're going to find people in a year? He's like, you'll be given those aren't, lectures. Aren't they, aren't they mandated then by like that, the new structure of being an academic hospital? Like aren't, for example, like in residency for me, like, you know, you had to so, do at least like one grand rounds a year. Like every attending had to every, you know, like, so. Right, right. Mixed in there is when you provide the documentation for your program, to be approved as, as having a residency program, they don't ask for verification of who's teaching these lectures. You present like a syllabus. Mm -hmm. 
and you say, uh, on these days, we're going to be giving these lectures on this, this, and this. These are requirements, part of the training. People are supposed to be, quote, unquote, trained about this stuff. And, you know, all those lectures, they're not fabulous, yeah. you know, um, but it just has to be on paper. And then you have to figure out how you're going to do it. And the, the agreement is, is that you agreed that you were going to teach this and that you're going to do it. But there's no requirement of anybody in the facility that you have to do this. Matter of fact, I teach, you know, some lectures to med students, right? Part of their medical school training agreement for the accreditation for the school is that they're going to get lectures from these departments about these subjects that you agreed to lecture. But it's not stipulated who gives those lectures. Ideally, you would imagine it would be an attending. Yeah. But, you know, you got a fellow doing them. And, you know, not, not to hype myself up, but thankfully I do it and I like it and I do it well and they enjoy it. But they don't always get that lucky. Right. You know, so just kind of thinking about all that shit, I thought, man, how it's going to be a, some tough growing pains for any program starting up, you know. But it's crazy because I, I just can't imagine. It, it just started to make sense. You know, you always wonder, you know, we worked with attendings in med school that it was very obvious they didn't want to teach us. And I used to think, like, why the fuck do you work here then, you know? But I don't know the whole story. You know, I don't know how they got there, if the program grew around them. You know, like, they didn't even necessarily sign up for it. Maybe there wasn't a residency program Yeah. when they started there. Right. You know, and then all of a sudden, there is. And it's like, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. But, yeah, it was just interesting to me. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Medicine Remix fam, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you found that episode valuable and or entertaining. And if you did, please, please, please consider sharing the podcast and writing us a review on iTunes. It would mean the entire world to us and it would help us spread the word about Medicine Remix tremendously. We're going to start shouting out people that leave us reviews on future episodes, so please leave us your names if you decide to leave a review. Bless up. Like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, if you like this style of episode and want us to keep them coming, let us know by leaving us a voice message on Anchor, tweeting us at Medicine Remixed, or DM us on Instagram. We'll have a link in the show notes to all of those platforms to make it easier for you. And speaking of reaching out to us, if there's a topic you want us to riff and rant on, please let us know by getting at us in any of those ways that I just mentioned. We do this show for all of y'all listening out there, so we want to include you in these hangout sessions by talking about what you're interested in as well. Uh. We love you. Stay tuned for some amazing interviews that we have on the chopping block. Lots of good shit coming from our studio to your ears on the brand new season of the one and only Medicine Remix. (laughs) 